This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Couldn't, couldn't wait, Jeff. <laughs> huh? Nothing. What did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. No. It's fine. It's, this week we're talking about <laughs> the Batman. The Vengeance. Batman. And Vengeance. This movie came out uh, a couple months ago, 2022, directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves, Peter Craig, based on the based on the creation of Bill Finger and Bob Kane, starring Robert no, Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, John Turturro, Andy Serkis, Peter Skarsgård, and others. P- Peter who? Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, Scott. I believe this is your pick. What's your history with this new movie? By the way, spoilers. Oh yes, yeah. Huge, <laughs> yeah. huge spoiler warning for this. And and one brief note. Uh, <laughs> the Batman was not the original plan for tonight, but uh, stuff happened. Yes, it was. Well, uh, so, the machine. So here we are. Uh, so my history with it is is watching it uh, <laughs> uh, over the weekend. Um, I waited. What. Well, <laughs> They, the news came out pretty quickly after the movie was released that it was going to be streaming. And uh, so I decided to, to bide my time, as it were. And uh, yeah, saw it here uh, at home where I'm recording. Uh, I'm, you know, we're, we're obviously fans of, of all the, the comic book stuff. Uh, and the Batman stuff is usually the, the best of it. Uh, that said, I kind of went into this with like not that much in the way of expectations not that I thought it was going to be bad um but just that the, I there just wasn't that level of hype for me uh and uh, yeah we'll we'll talk about it more as as we go on here all right alex uh same i was a, a little bit hyped for this movie um after you know the unfortunate covid delays and everything that it had um I just fell off my radar, and then it's like, oh, we're releasing in theaters, and then it was out, and then it was streaming. It's like, for me, it was actually pretty quick. It's just like, all right, sweet, I get to see the Batman. And I saw it. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm kind of the same, uh, same thing as Scott. It really wasn't, I don't know, I just, I love I love Batman. I love the Christopher Nolan series. Um, so it was kind of, eh, did we need another Batman so soon? I even like, even though those movies aren't the best, I do like Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. So I was like, eh, do we need another one? Commercials uh, didn't look too great for me, but I like Matt Reeves, willing to give it a chance. And so I actually saw this in the theater just about a month ago. We didn't see it right away. I went with a smaller crowd. And uh, yeah, there it is. We have another Batman. Mm-hmm. So let's So let's talk about it. Uh as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie, 
And once again, spoiler warning, as usually we do old movies, so that's not a big deal, but just giving you guys a heads up. We are spoiling a movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. Uh, my number seven is... Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a split. Uh, probably more of a gripe than uh, something that I liked here, but the, the car chase uh, went on for way too long. Um, and was perhaps, you know, setting aside the, the magical Batman grappling hook <laughs> and the, uh, uh, the, the camera contact lens, uh, was pro- for me, it was probably the, the most unrealistic thing. Um, I found myself rolling my eyes a little bit at it and it just went on for way too long. Um, this movie is very long. Uh, that car chase did not need to be that long, so just kind of getting a, a gripe out of the way here. Um, something that I that overall affected my, my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, all that said, the car is cool. Um, I don't know if anybody is going to say more about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, yes. there, there it is. Uh, that car chase was... A lot of it was unnecessary. Disagree. Okay. Right. My only issue about the car chase is the very first time you see the car, you like, stalls. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> what the was hell that was issue. about. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, God. Batman doesn't know how to use clutch. And the the ramp? That was... Uh, well, I was going to talk about this later. Way more up in my list. Oh, yeah, we can We can talk about it more. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is, as Scott mentioned, the contact lens camera. Uh, that's the only thing that I really didn't like about this movie. It's like, okay, it's discreet, it's a camera, but your eyes, you don't realize it, but your eyes move a lot, and they move really fucking fast. So it can be difficult to capture, like, solid images and stuff on a on a camera that's on your uh, eyeball. Because your eyes, it wouldn't, I mean, most of us don't notice it because we're just going about our daily lives, just focusing on different things, but they dart around a lot. And yeah, you can focus on something for like a couple seconds and maybe take a freeze frame, but the fact that the camera that he was watching through the screen and everything, it was just, uh, I don't know, like a steady cam, pretty much. And I can tell I, that, I, and that I, irked me. I see what you're saying. Like, getting an image out of the cam or, or, or out of what being's recorded isn't the issue you're saying. It's when, when, when we're getting the, the camera POV, that's the issue. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I did, I did like, um, there were points after, you know, even before we learned that he has the, the camera eye where you see him like, his eyes get big when he's looking at certain things. It's like, okay. Cause he's, he's trying to make sure that he can capture whatever it is that he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> It's like this creep is just staring at this thing. We're like, what the, what the hell is he doing? It's like, oh, okay. But yeah, in actual motion and then live streaming onto the thing. And it's like, uh, eyeball wouldn't move the way the camera is depicting. So that, that took I, I think, me out of it a bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, like, I, I don't know if Jeff has anything like similar like this on his list, but like, there's always going to be some kind of magical, quasi-magical tech bullshit <laughs> in, in these Batman movies. Yeah. There's just kind of no way around it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I have a lot of things that bother me in this movie, and the Batman tech is like, you just kind of have to accept it, right? I don't know. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, so. everything else is fine with the tech. It was just that one. And I mean, why couldn't he just make a, a button? There's cameras that go into buttons. Just do that. Uh, whatever. Well, I'm not buttons. Batman, so I don't know. So that's what that's what Batman would say. Put his belly button in front of it. Like, what do you, what do you mean a button? Yeah, like a button on a shirt. You could do it like a high collar shirt. Or you could literally put a Batman any. I mean, a camera anywhere on the bat suit, and just have like a little like tiny hole that's very barely indistinguishable. If it, if this was like the show, uh, the Joel Schumacher, you could have the camera and the nips. Yeah, exactly. Nip cams. You get 3D images because he said two cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they wouldn't be able to move. At least the contact lens are look, they're <laughs> pointing where his eyes are pointing. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I guess that makes more sense for Batman to be doing that. But when he's giving it to an asset, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. Fair enough. All right. Uh, my number seven, um, I'm kind of 50-50 on this movie. So my list is, I'll start with the, the negative stuff. And it's already been mentioned, but this negative. movie was way too long. Yeah. Um, parts of it go by quick, but other parts not. And I just... I kind of felt like the movie. Now it's I haven't I didn't watch it recently, so some of it's out of mind. But like it's going in one direction. You're trying to do some. And I just felt like it, it sidetracks a couple times. It's like okay, well we just solved this part, but we still have to get back to the Riddler. And then okay, we have the Riddler, and I don't know. There was just parts. It, just, it felt long and then unnecessarily long. Um, now I will say, usually in these comic movies, there's just like action sequences that go on forever and it's like okay fine we know know the superheroes are going to win here that's I mean you mentioned this car chase I really wasn't upset with that so Mm -hmm. because there wasn't that many action pieces in this I mean the end I guess there's always got to be one but I don't know but it just felt long could have been at least 30 minutes shorter I feel Um, that's my number 7 Scott what's your number 6 so my number 6 starting in on the, the different actors here uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I, I wrote down Batwoman. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> as, as Catwoman. Um, although they never do say Catwoman in this. Um, and I, I don't think they do in the, the Nolan one either, do they? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they do this. Selena Kyle's still the same. Um, and at one point she says the, the bat and the cat, uh, which was, which was uh, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I liked her here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked this was a, you know, in a lot of ways it was more of the same for the Selena Kyle character. Uh, but I did like that that her motivations here uh, were, were a lot more grounded. They make a lot more sense. Uh, they, they made her, um, they gave her a lot more agency. Um, you know, in even in the, the Nolan, she's still... Like kind of a damsel in distress for for a lot of it, um, you know. She she helps out at the end, uh, but her whole motivation is just to like not be a criminal anymore, um, you know. And, and going back to the, uh, uh, the Batman Returns with um, uh, help me out here, Michelle Pfeiffer. Thank you, Blinken. Uh, like her character is just weird. It's still fun, but it's just weird. <laughs> she got uh, brought back to life by cats. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was cool to, to to add more elements to to her story. 
Um, you know, they. they I don't know if we can talk about this, but the. Uh, you know, this. I, I fairly recently watched the animated version of uh, the. The long Halloween, longest Halloween. The long Halloween. Okay. Long Halloween. Thank you. Um, and th- this definitely borrows from that. Like I'm definitely yeah. no Batman expert, but there were parts where I'm like, okay, this is like a take on on something that happened there. Yeah, okay. um, so it was cool that they they borrowed for that at least for the the, the Selena Kyle character. Uh, but yeah, just just overall, I liked it. I like that they added in some parkour for her, which totally makes sense. Um, we actually see her do a lot of that stuff on screen um i did think it was funny that they they just used at the, at the end they used this big camera shot to show like how she would get up to the rafters but they didn't actually show her getting up there <laughs> which is fine again as jeff pointed out this movie is like three hours long they didn't need it because uh, they already established that earlier in the movie but mm-hmm. um yeah usually when she's doing all that stuff it's like off screen uh, so it was it was cool to, to actually see some of it happen uh, so yeah well it's like a cat you don't know how the hell it got up there well, getting down. That too. I mean, again, they still cheated. A lot of the stuff she was doing was was definitely off screen, but uh, we get to, did get to see some of it for real, which is kind of rare for live action version of that character. Mm-hmm. She had some big ass nails. She did. I like that. That yeah, they they were actual like claws. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is my other gripe, <laughs> and uh, I considered putting this higher up on my list just because it's part of a bigger thing. But now, when he when he come when Bruce comes back to his burnt out home, his burnt out castle, and he has to spray paint, <laughs> he's spray painting all the connections to everything in the Riddler. And you think, well, I thought it was going to be like a big complicated thing and everything, but no, it's just four directions, and one of them is like. Uh, what was it like Thomas Wayne or, or something? <laughs> What's the connection there? It's like really you needed to spray paint all of this just to do the obvious next step that we've all known. Like, oh, I, I'm always bothered when people destroy their own property like that. Well, it was just, just like on a personal level. <laughs> yes, but it was already destroyed at that point. He was going to renovate anyways. I guess. But he was spray painting some secrets, so whoever he got to, uh, <laughs> yeah, contractor. <laughs> Got up there, better keep his mouth shut. But yeah, what's, that bug what, me. What, what scene was that? I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm trying to. So it was after... right after Alfred got blown up, he, and he goes he... back to look at the renewal plan and everything. He's going. He, he spray paints the thing and everything, and it's like one. He's got spray paint things. The the Riddler. A question mark is in the middle, and then spray paints out lines to like different pictures of different characters that we've met. And one of them, the biggest one, is just a spray painted thing that says the renewal plan or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you have to go look into this. Why haven't you thought of this? Why did it's, it take you all this spray paint? It's it's the movie trope where they they make like the serial killer board or the mafia board where they're connecting everything. Yes. Yeah. Except he, he fucking spray paints the ground instead. Like, that's going to be more useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, in giant letters, too. Yeah, I know. Where he has to, like, yeah. stand back to, like, look at the whole thing. Yeah. I guess he's just trying to get in the head of the Riddler. I that was guess, only I but it's like, no. The, the renewal thing is the thing that you were just told that you should look into. 
why did you need to do the spray paint to go look at the renewal plan? It's like, uh, okay. For the that, audience. Yeah, maybe. But that one, that scene could have been cut. All right, well, my number six, speaking of the Riddler, I thought he was a dumb villain in this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Over the top, his giggling hat. It, it was almost like some of the Joker from The Dark Knight with like the, the POV footage of him torturing his victims. And, and at the end, his whole plan, he gets caught, and he's like, we've seen this before. And then he's just in the cell, and just like, oh, yeah, Batman's going <laughs> to save everybody. Now you're stuck in jail, idiot. Uh, did not like him. That might be is no, it's definitely not the worst villain in the Batman movie. But he's <laughs> <laughs> not Mister Freeze or whatever. But time yeah, I didn't like him at all, at all. I I normally like hate the when when the plan is to get captured. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, there was nothing left for him to do. Yeah. So he was actually yeah he was expecting something else out of the Batman. Yeah, so yeah, so like I didn't have that Joker much of a Dark problem Knight. with it. I guess uh, not Dark Knight, but the, the, not the Dark Knight. The people of Gotham is what he was expecting. Yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know. I know. I mean, there it was kind of the whole Seven movie, right? It was just kind of where this was going, and there was what, there were definitely elements of that. Yeah, or yeah, like, like maybe stuff from the, the comic books too. I don't know, but uh, I thought he was lame. The tape around his face and the glasses. Give me a break. So, well, Riddler was dumb. That's what it was. Contrary to popular belief, the Riddler can't see a thing without his glasses. <laughs> Edward Enigma. All right. Or Enigma. Uh, Alex, number five. My number five is. Sorry, Scott. sorry, Scott's number five. Sorry, I skipped. Yeah, Scott. I was gonna say. It's like really me already. Yeah, yeah. I've done enough talking. Uh, the. <laughs> the Number five is uh, the penguin here, uh, Colin Farrell. Um, I mo- refuse to believe that was Colin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, I mo- saw most, the credits. I'm like, what? Yeah, mostly for the the amazing makeup job they did. Like, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, but he he does carry himself like he he kind of waddles around. <laughs> yeah, he's got a limp. Yeah, so that you can see yeah. where, how he got the nickname. Um, so yeah, I I, I liked to see this more grounded approach. So the, this is definitely taking a page out of the, the Nolan of the, the more grounded Batman. Um, so if you're going to have like an over the top character, like the penguin is probably the, the best way to go about it. Um, you know, not make him like completely round. <laughs> spot. Like he's just like, he's like taller than Batman, right? Like at least in the, in, in the movie, um, it's definitely taller than Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got the waddle and he's got like the kind of garish, uh, like checkered blazer. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I like, like his character here. Um, kind of th- this relies a lot more on, on you knowing who the, the penguin character is from previous stuff. Um, to be like, okay, this is how he becomes like the like the, the head of crime from Gotham or whatever. Now that uh, what's his face is out of the way. Mm-hmm. Falcone. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Again, uh, that penguin worked. I think that's my number five. Couldn't tell it was Colin he, Farrell. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Not quite as good as the penguin from Gotham, but he's pretty good. <laughs> tummy sticks guy. <laughs> yeah, tummy sticks. <laughs> yeah, no, 
he's, he's pretty he's, he was pretty good alright Alex number 5 my number 5 is Gotham City itself I like their take on this one uh, this one was they, the art direction was great this one seemed like architecturally anyways had an art direction because the Nolan Batman movies was just like Chicago and a couple other cities like Pittsburgh real cities yeah so this one, they took, you know, some liberties. The exteriors were pretty cool. <laughs> and, and, like, some of them looked, like, modern with the, uh, like, the Times Square type of uh, thing that they had. And then they go into, like, a super gothic church. And Batman's tower is also really gothic with, with uh, details in the ceiling and everything. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, it's. I, th- I think I did like Nolan's better, but... It's 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 all right. I liked it. I think it was. It's kind of more in line with the um, what's his faces, the, the the Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, right? It's, it's back lot. It's yeah. It's just art yeah. designed and all that. It's mm-hmm. feels very empty, but this done better. I mean, more modern. So it was all right. Yeah. I, I think I think I was I was kind of split on it. Like, yeah, some of it was was very gothic, like you're saying, Alex. Um, some of it did feel very much like a set, like yeah, like uh, the the whole front of the club for sure, um, and then inside the club, and yeah, just mm-hmm. the yeah, Batcave. The we didn't we didn't talk about the Batcave. I thought that was uh, the Batcave was was pretty well done. Yeah, this is basement. Yeah. One thing, one thing I was missing from this movie was Batman's origin story, though. I really don't know how. He <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we'll never know. Well, because his uncle or his dad went to pick him up from the library, but he was really wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thomas Wayne got shot. That, that's uh, unmentioned number one for me. Is thank, thank you for not showing me the. Pearls. Yes, yeah, I want to say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you right, get uh, it. <laughs> my number five is uh, he treats Alfred like shit in this movie and I don't like it I don't like his relationship <laughs> with Alfred in this movie guys a little, uh, she's a shithead in this movie to Alfred you're not my dad yes. get the fuck out of here yeah um, and then he wakes up in the coma and he starts yelling at him again basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that was a pretty dick move too <laughs> yeah fuck you Bruce Wayne yeah you know what this guy's done for you? So yeah, I didn't like that. I like, uh, I mean, if there's more movies and maybe they can develop that relationship more and ever. I know this is early, like, like year one Batman type stuff, but I just would think yes. Uh, and all the other movies, there's a much better relationship there, and that bonding should have happened for, since the day his parents died until whenever. Like it's not just that all of a sudden he's Batman and they have this relationship. So I, I don't know, it bugged me. And I wanted to see more from Andy Serkis, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I felt like he was missing for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, not my favorite, Alfred. Um, I did like that they set up his time in uh, MI6 and that that he was a bodyguard and not necessarily a butler to start the movie. I don't... I mean, they've always messed around with what his background is, right? Like... Mm -hmm. He's always did, like... I I think, like, it's pretty much canon that he... He did some kind of intelligence work for the for the British government. Mm-hmm. Some men just want to see the world burn. Master <laughs> um, Wayne. Oh yeah, so that's my number five. So Scott, what's your number four? 
At number four, um, kind of piggybacking on the changing up uh, Alfred's background here. I like that they presented the the mythology here differently. Um, as as you said, thank God we didn't have to see the Waynes getting killed again. Well, although we were one pointed stare away from <laughs> from Bruce Wayne staring at that kid from getting a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like we get it. Like, thank you for not showing us the death again, but you don't need to like <laughs> have him stop whatever he's doing to stare at kids. Well, stare he wanted to capture a nice picture of him. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> oh, that's even creepier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to go to a flashback or something. And I was like, oh, God, please don't. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he, there, there isn't the, the mansion at the outskirts of town like that. That's already, like, done away with. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, again, spoilers. He already has a history with the, with the Joker. Um, so, uh, the, the, they've already set up here. Um. The yeah, sorry. Is this supposed to be in in line with any other movies? Like it couldn't be. Mm-mm. No, this is not like going from Suicide Squad or anything. No, Even though it's a different actor. Uh, no, this, the, be, it would be a tough pull if it was Suicide Squad. Yeah. Nah, I mean, no. you guys watched the end of Peacemaker, right? Yeah. I I haven't yet. That was so. The Suicide Squad is connected to the uh, what's its face, the other Zack Snyder, yeah, DC stuff. So it wouldn't be to this one. Well, I, I know, but still, they could. I don't. I don't they're so loosey goosey with this stuff. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the, the stuff with Catwoman, um, the the whole underworld thing going on here. Um, so yeah, just just jumping right in. They he pretty much say like through his narration or not. Well, I don't know if he actually says it, but he writes down like the Gotham Project Year Two. It's already past the Year One stuff, which I guess is also part of some of the stuff they drew from for this movie. Um, so he's already like full on Batman mode, but he's still kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, just again, I I like that they they, they came at this uh, from a different way, from a different Wayne, different Wayne. Yeah. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is the car chase, and the Batmobile look cool. Uh, yeah, for me, it wasn't too long or too short. It was great. The the car, like very different from any other Batmobile, just like a pretty sweet bustle car with fins on the side and a jet engine I guess that's the same on every one but still it's awesome yeah I have to spend more time with it to see where it would rank in mine like I think every time there's a new Batmobile I kind of like it more than the other I, I don't mm-hmm. know I have to spend more time with it I did like it was a hot rod but then I don't know how mm-hmm. that works with all his gadgets and gizmos and stuff and maybe he doesn't have those yet I don't know I don't think he does. He just built it with like some pretty tough armor. That's all he needed for this to take down the penguin, anyways. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, cool car. My number, my number four. Speaking of gadgets, is uh, his costume. 
not a huge fan of it. Uh, once again, hmm. I'll have more time for it to grow on me, maybe, but... Uh, and I'm pretty picky with this stuff, so I don't... I never really liked the Christian Bale ones, either, so... Um, I did. The one thing I didn't like is the collar on it. This looked weird to me. Really? I, yeah. I really like yeah. the collar. I actually have it as one of my yeah. notes. Was the color? No. <laughs> it's like no. it's functional right off the gate. <laughs> no, I'm gonna need to like turn that. my head. <laughs> didn't like that, and I didn't like the the way his the mask. Some of the parts of the mask I didn't like, but whatever. It's a nitpick. I think it's it's all up, uh, you know, opinion or whatever. But then it was a little too bulletproof for me, and I think the. I mean, they, they make a comment on that in Dark Knight, right? About him being able to take more bullets, but having to, you know, less maneuverability or vice versa. Mm. And I know at one point in the Ben Affleck one, he takes a point blank headshot with it. And I don't know. I just, I guess it's more just me bringing the video game to me where he could take a couple shots, but you really don't want to get into any gunfight as bad. Gunfights with that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 this it seemed like he was taking a lot of gunfire and I, I yeah didn't, a little too bulletproof for me yeah I, I don't disagree um, I, I think a part of the reason they they went that route was just the the way that he fights um, you know he, mm-hmm. it's not like he's not doing like all the kung fu shit that like kind of Bale was doing or mm-hmm. Affleck was doing. Um, he's just like this tank in this one, um, and so yeah, they, they they had to make him bulletproof for that to work, I guess. Yeah. yeah. See, I like my Batman attacking from the shadows and from above, and you know, right, right, and... yeah, yeah. He's out in the open a lot in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Probably hasn't been to the League of Shadows yet. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's like I said, and the, the, the look of the costumes and nitpick, and there'll always be things in like you know back and forth, like. Every time they change it, I don't like it, and then it grows on me. So that may happen here. But I the, the color really bugged me. Well, if it's functional, you guys may be right. I just don't like the look of it. Um, anyway, that's number four. So, Scott, what's your number three? Uh, number three is, is the Riddler. Um, I I don't think he's, like, upper tier of certainly of the, the Batman villains from the, from the live-action Batman movies. Um, but, I, but I do think he's very serviceable here um, to jumpstart... Uh, the 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 Patman movies, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So the 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 best villains are the, are the ones that um, outsmart Batman. That not the ones that can outfight him. Um, so this, this is a good start. Um, he's a little too like he's a little too. Yeah, I, I agree, Jeff. He, he, he probably could have dialed it back a bit. Paul Dano did. Uh, this is a little too over the top at points, um, but otherwise it was, it was pretty serviceable. Um, I did really like the idea that there there is no physical confrontation between them, not really. Um, yeah, uh, you know, because that that would that would not have been a fight. Like exactly, um, they did that right. It's Batman doesn't fight the Riddler <laughs> physically. It's, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, just just outspining Batman. It is, it is. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the, um, you know, the, the whole process Batman goes through to get the bottom of things. But um, it, it is interesting that Batman, except at the the very end, really doesn't do anything at all to stop the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. 
So like he's he's always like one step, two steps behind. Um, you know that and I feel like it's another note from the Long Halloween where like Batman makes this resolution of like I need to be a better detective. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, even though he's, he's like every- waiting, he's waiting for the kills. Right. Well, a Long Halloween, he's waiting for every holiday to happen, and then kind of as opposed to kind of getting ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, and figuring and, it out. Um, you know, and it's not like he's dumb like he's every time they, they show him with like the, the cops are like cartoonishly stupid in this one but <laughs> even jeffrey wright <laughs> and, like jeffrey wright's constantly like what's that like <laughs> it's like his whole job in this movie is to be like to like make batman look smarter but uh um yeah uh, again though just my number three is i think uh dano here is, is serviceable and weird and um yeah a, a, little, a little too much dialed up the crazy a little too much maybe but uh, otherwise was was pretty serviceable okay Alex number four number three my number three is I like that in this Batman him and uh, Commissioner Gordon actually they have a better relationship than uh, Bruce and uh, Alfred (laughs) they're like buddies and everything and and Gordon respects his uh, uh, intuition and his uh, his viewpoint, so he lets him into crime scenes and stuff like that. Even though a lot of the um, a lot of the cops don't <laughs> don't respect him yet, but he kind of wins him over. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that. I don't think there's any other. I haven't seen the Ben Affleck Batman's, but I don't think there's any other Batman movie where the cops just invite him in in order. Oh, I guess Batman sixty six. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's taking I mean, a cue from that. Yeah. There's oh. moments like in Dark Knight where like at the bank scene and he shows up and the cops are looking at him weird and then Gordon's like, all right, get out of here quick. Like, well, you can do it, but get out of here quick before shit gets stirred up. But, right. Yeah. Uh, so Je- Jeffrey Wright's fine. Um, I I want my next Gordon to go back to like the horrible Irish stereotype. Hot <laughs> 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 fun. We're you down at the station. Joker's at us again. No, I think they definitely started getting that right with the uh, well, the, the Christopher Nolan. That's a great. They have good um, working relationship in those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Ben Affleck ones, they hired what whatever Joe Jana Jameson. He doesn't really do much. I know they don't not standalone Batman movies, and maybe that's why it's like, why are you talking to Gordon when you can bring Superman and Wonder Woman in? I guess, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. And this one was back to a decent relationship there, so. Yeah. All right. Anybody... Uh, oh, my number three uh, is Catwoman. I thought she was pretty good in this. Um, yeah. They, I just don't know why they are. They're afraid to go f- full cat. Same thing like Scott mentioned with uh, whatever, what's her face, in, in Dark Knight Returns. Like, yeah, they won't call her a cat. She just has to kind of wear something on her head that kind of resembles ears and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why they're afraid they're calling yeah. he's the Batman he's dressing up as a bat yeah so yeah like her her beanie with like the little points on it was pretty ridiculous yeah yeah, yeah. and there's a scene in, in Dark Knight Returns where what's her face she's like cracking the safe and she puts her goggles up right yeah, and then like they yeah. kind of point yeah. the ears like just she could dress like he could dress like a bat and the other guy could put duct tape all over his face then she could put on some cat ears or something I don't that was kind of weird, but I thought I thought she was good. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about her backstory. I, I don't 
a little different for me, but um, it's, it gives her motivation, I guess. It's something different. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I'd have to marinate on that one a little bit more, but I thought she was a really good Catwoman. Um, Agreed. Would she be the best one? No, that's Eartha Kitt. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. She she's better than Anne Hathaway's because you were kind of saying that Anne Hathaway's was a, a damsel in distress. I really don't remember that from Dark Knight Returns. I thought she was a pretty strong character. Um, he doesn't like did her own thing. Like in in as far as like action sequences, no. But like the whole point is that he's going to get her the thing to like help her start a new life. So like he still <sighs> saves her. Like in this one, he does save her, but he saves her from from herself basically, which is. I think quite I think a big thing. She was trying to get that on her own. I don't think he ever helped her to get that thing. No, he does. No, maybe he at the very me. end. I think at the very end, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't know where to get for Nay Bronca, so. She'd be through. Taking a pair. Anyway. I mean, she could <laughs> just go drink some some of the green flavored NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought Zoe Kravitz was pretty good in this movie. I've only mm-hmm. seen her in whatever Mad Max and she doesn't really do much of that so she I thought she was pretty good alright uh, Scott number two uh, number two is the Patman um, so I, yeah, I, I see what you did there yeah, yeah. Woo! totally original too I have not heard a lot of other people do that um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like what Rob Pattinson is doing here um, mm-hmm. he Maybe a little too emo as <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Um, oh, I'm not, I'm not used. To, well, I mean, disagree. we're all not. We're, we're not used to seeing our, our Bruce Waynes be that 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 emo. Um, I mean, Bale is, but like Bale still like stays in character as Bruce Wayne anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like like what he's doing here with the um, the. Intensity. There, there's a lot of like small beats of, of things that he's doing. Where he, he reacts in a very human manner to stuff when he's not just again walking around like a tank, which I which I actually really liked. I like that he's got he's like very heavy footsteps, and he moves every scene he's in. He's just moving around very deliberately uh, when he's not in full on fight mode. Um, so I like that. I, I I did like the costume. Um, I, I really did like the collar. Uh, I like the the batarangs. Um, that he could take out of his chest. Does he ever throw them? In which case, I guess they're not batterings, right? They're just knives. Yeah, that big one, I think, is just a big knife. I don't think okay. he ever threw a battering. Yeah. Either way, I like that he could just pull those out of his chest. Uh, like yeah. that, oh, out of the symbol. I thought that was, that was cool. I don't know if that was an original idea, or that actually is from one of the comics. Cause, um... It's from uh, Superman 2. <laughs> Except it doesn't turn into uh, cellophane. Yeah, uh, I did like they, you know, a lot of people have already brought this up, but uh, I did like they show that you know being Batman is is kind of messy. He takes off the the cowl and he's like the eye black is his run. He's sweaty and uh, he just looks uncomfortable. Um, mm. And finally, I I appreciate that he didn't go like he didn't HGH out for this. Like we did not get a a CrossFit. Training montage in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just, he looks like a normal dude, but that that's in good shape, but, you know, he's not ripped like Jesus. Uh, and I appreciate that. Like, he did, you know, Batman doesn't need to be. Um, yeah. You know, in the comics, he's like, 
he's huge, right? So like, it, yeah, it kind of depends on who's the artist on the yeah, turn yeah. and which you know which Batman. But yeah, sometimes but it was, he is, it, sometimes he it, isn't. But yeah, it goes back to the thing. Just is is like willpower and the suit definitely is doing a lot of the work. Um, but like, yeah, he's taking like a beating in all these fights. Um, but he just again the the suit keeps him up and he's just able to outfight everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like this this version of Batman. I like that he goes around in the day like in disguise as well. Uh, he never has the the bat suit on during the day. It's like a night only thing. Um, yeah, Batman sixty six again. Yeah, just walks so, around that thing. So again, my my only it's not a gripe, but like it's always fun to see. Batman pretend to be Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, we, that's a good we way really of didn't it, yeah. get we really didn't get that here at all, uh, which nope. is which is like a lot of the fun of, of Batman. So maybe maybe in the next one we'll, we'll get some more of that. But uh, yep, again, just overall, I really like what what mm-hmm. uh, Pattinson did and the, the the look and how they they used him in this. Yes. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is the Riddler. I did like Paul Dano as the Riddler. Uh, yeah, it's, he did scream a lot. <laughs> oh, also, uh, for anybody out there, Paul Dano is not Jam from Detroit Rock City or the the kid from another teen movie, but he is from The Girl Next Door. Is he one of the kids from uh, The Girl Next Door? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he's uh, in There Will Be Blood. Yes, he's playing Twice. two people in that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought the Riddler was great. Because uh, they always, this movie should have been a, just a little bit longer to give me more time to try and solve the riddles before they just blurred <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, we need an extra twenty minutes. Like, uh, to give the audience time to solve some riddles. Yeah, that's what and, this movie uh, needed. Yeah, big points to the riddles actually making sense and not just the sparrow with the machine gun. <laughs> I really fucking love that one. <laughs> So, Alex, l- let me ask you a question. Um, All right. And your your master fluency of, uh, of Espanol. Oh. <laughs> the Spanish. Did did you catch it or no? Uh, well, right. Well, they said that his Spanish is terrible, and then they said La Rata Alada, and I was like, okay. Um, I guess that could mean the the bat with wings. But then when they started saying L. Rata, and it's like, no, that doesn't make sense because rat in Spanish, rata, is always in the feminine form, so it would always be la. So, so you did catch it before they explained it? Yeah, well, the rat with wings, it, I thought it was, yeah, a pigeon. That one. So, but, but I mean, you caught, you caught the gender thing before they pointed it Oh, that? Out? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, well, good on you. But did you, but did you just think it was just people not speaking Spanish correctly? Like, or do yeah. you think that was part of like giving it away? Like that's not what it meant. Uh, no, I just thought, yeah, the script writers or something for whatever reason just messed it up. Okay. Then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it has to do with yeah. yeah that, that was kind of dumb. The URL thing. U R L, El Rata. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, <that> was... okay. <laughs> well, I kept saying when they kept saying a rat with wings. I kept saying, well, that's they're probably talking about bat, a Batman. I mean, the pigeon thing I've heard, but to me this could be a Batman thing, mm-hmm. but whatever. I, and then I obviously didn't catch the Spanish. Um, and then when it went to URL, I was like, I, I, kind of, I rolled my eyes pretty bad. It's yeah. a sparrow with the machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 
on that one, that made more sense. <laughs> but yeah, Riddler was good. I liked him. It's creepy. He was creepy. Yeah. Then he got yeah people in the dark web web to follow him and stuff. That's like real world scary shit. Yeah, it was, it was make it was, it was to the point where it was making me a little comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah you know the, that's the point. Um, yeah, the yep. whole Riddler character and everything. They they mission accomplished. That was very creeped out. Alright, uh, my number two is uh, what Scott's number two was. Um, I and I literally have emo Bruce Wayne. I did not <laughs> like his uh, portrayal of Bruce Wayne. Um, hey, maybe this is your one. Maybe he doesn't know how to breed Bruce Wayne yet. I don't know, but there's none. Both Ben Affleck and um, why can't I think of the guy who played him in Chris <laughs> Nolan? Patrick Bateman. What the hell is his name? Patrick- <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale's. They good both for I you. Did, did pretty good Bruce Wayne's so going out and being a playboy. And I think Alfred even told him, you, you got to go out there and you know play polo or whatever and him buying the hotels and Bruce Wayne getting drunk at parties and hitting on Wonder Woman and stuff. I just thought they're a lot better. He was just emo and I, I didn't like him. But to be fair, in this movie, he's Batman like 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. He's very, very rare as he Bruce Wayne in this movie compared to other movies where he's mostly Bruce Wayne and only Batman. Right, the story doesn't call for it much. Do, do, yeah. Let me ask you guys a question before before we get get into our ones. Um, do you think he like? I got the impression that he realizes by the end of the movie that he can be doing a lot as Bruce Wayne. Like the fact that the whole renewal problem failed. Like I think something clicks for him there. Where he's like, I think so. Yeah, like, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's still absolutely going to do the Batman thing, but um, he's like, oh shit, like, like I could actually be doing stuff as Bruce Wayne. Like, I got money to like fix some of this stuff. Like, it's definitely with rebuilding Gotham for sure, um, and the fact that the mayor gets on his ass <laughs> for being mayor. a recluse, yeah, or the future yeah. mayor gets on his ass for being a recluse, anyways. So anyway, I thought his the emo Wayne I didn't like. I thought his Batman was pretty good. Um, was I don't know if I would have to think about rating all my Batman. <laughs> my my problem is my favorite Batman is the video game Batman, Arkham <laughs> Asylum Batman. So I compare everything to that, which is basically based on the TV show or the the cartoon, right? Because it's Kevin Conroy and everything. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of what. Yeah, the animated. If you were to ask me right now, that's my favorite yeah. is the Arkham game Batman. Yeah. Um, who is a big buff dude, and he has different suits and a lot more gadgets. This Batman has hardly any gadgets, which is fine, you know, and which will lead into my number one item. But um, yeah, I thought he was a pretty good Batman. Not a very good Bruce Wayne, but that could be all part of the story that we'll have to see in the sequels to see. Yes. Kind of works on that. Um, all right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is uh, my. In my notes, I have the world's greatest detective, sort of. Same here. Um, <laughs> so. In no other Batman live-action movie like this, do we see him go through this this whole the whole process of of why he has that name. Um, you know, yeah. m- most recently in the Bale ones, at least in the first two movies, um, you know he's he immediately like finds like the guy right before he has to get to Falcone in the first movie. Um, he's not like really doing any reconnaissance work or anything. Uh, like this, he's out there every night, like doing this this like shitty grunt work where he's like on stakeouts and stuff, uh, or during the day he's staking out, um, and him going through and unraveling the clues and moving on to the next clue and the next 
uh, like goon that he's got to get to to get information. Um, so it was cool to see that process. Like that's really what like Batman is all about. <laughs> like yeah, him him like defeating a villain and saving Gotham City from being destroyed like wholesale is like good fodder for movies, but um, it's not what he does most of the time. So it was really cool to, to see that um, and, and kind of show like just how smart he is because um, you don't get that a lot in the other Batman movies where you get that he's intelligent um, but a lot of it's just like he, he, he like build himself cool shit he's got money but you know you never really see him put two and two together like he does in this movie mm-hmm. but he gets outsmarted by the Riddler <laughs> for sure yes well if there's any villa that should be on his level it would it mean it would be right yeah his rogues gallery like the best of his rogues gallery again is, is going to be the, the ones that can outsmart him. So, like Killer Croc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say Bane, but I guess in the comics, like Bane's supposed to be super smart. So, yeah, he is. He kind of—I know he overpowers Batman, but he kind of goads him pretty much into that fight and really gets into his head, which is why Batman loses. All right, Alex, number one. Number one is as uh, Scott coined the term the Batman. Uh, I really loved his portrayal of an early Batman where, uh, and this hit me right at the end of the movie also, why he calls himself the Vengeance, why everybody's calling him the Vengeance, because they really wanted the audience to know, to have, to, to, or to see that realization at the end where uh, he unmasks that random Riddler goon and he says, oh, I'm Vengeance, and then it's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, the light bulb kind of turns uh, that's his realization moment is like, oh, I've been inspiring people, but in the wrong direction, not what I meant. Because he's just imbalanced. He's too much Batman, too much vengeance right now. And like you guys have said before, there, there's going to be, he, he realizes that he needs more balance. He needs to be more Bruce Wayne, just like Alfred has been hounding him about. And Batman, and kind of like equal parts, so that he could be a better detective uh, and a better uh, philanthropist to help the city because he hasn't really been yeah doing anything. He's just a recluse. So, so I was uh, wondering. I was wondering about this. Like, what exactly would he be doing as Batman differently? Like, obviously, the step one is to stop going around calling himself vengeance, right? <laughs> but, Number like, one. But like after that, like, what's he really doing that differently? Like, maybe punching guys like four times in the face instead of five. Like no, like I don't see like it doesn't really change his mo like that much. So I'm kind of curious like what the implication there is of of him being more at least as Batman. Like maybe maybe he means he needs to show up and like pull people out of burning buildings instead of fighting crime. Like I wasn't I wasn't quite clear on what the actual message was there at least as far as the Batman half of things. Uh, well, like you actually mentioned this before, also maybe being a better detective, maybe going to some sort of seminar, or classes, or something <laughs> on how to be a better detective, better solving at puzzles. Right, and but also, that, but but that so, doesn't like translate into like projecting himself differently to like the people. N- no, but maybe we might find out what that is because yeah, I have no idea. Maybe getting. Uh, Robin, because in what is it in the Brave and the Bold, that's why he recruits Robin, or one of the reasons is because he scares people as Batman. But if they, he has Robin or somebody that's a little bit softer, it's like <laughs> he hey, has a ooh. child with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I really like... I mean, he was emo Batman, of course, but again, that's because he was leaning way too much into his broodiness, into his own world. Um, and also, yeah, maybe he does take more martial arts. Maybe he does get recruited by the League of Shadows or something, infiltrates him undercover, and gets more training on how to take bad guys down without hurting them so much, without permanent brain damage. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm curious to see. I really want to see his interpretation of Bruce Wayne after this movie. Agreed. All right, and my number one was similar to Scott's. Is uh, it's good to see Batman do some detective work. Um, it wasn't the best detective work, but he was doing detective work. Uh, and I think Scott, I, I didn't have that down, but you're right. Him doing like the searches with binoculars and just stakeouts and stuff which was good to see. Yeah, and all the other movies. The closest he comes, if I can remember, is in The Dark Knight when he's trying to recreate the thumbprints through shattered bullets, which was just was a stupid thing anyway. But that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's like the only real like, detective work he does. And um, yeah, it was good to see him do that in here, you know. He did premiere in Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And then and just as a side note, this kind of goes back to just his portrayal as Batman is... I have in my notes, uh, front door Batman. Like, why does he just keep going through the front door <laughs> yeah. of this nightclub? Yeah, yeah. Goddamn Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, he was ins- he's inspired to become a better Batman. You don't go through the front door. I know. Stop what? knocking on the door. He didn't know that. I did I did oh, like the callback yeah. later in the movie. He has it like three times. <laughs> when he shows up as, as Bruce Wayne. And he says the same thing. Do you know who I am? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good to see some detective work from our Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot right. to mention, just real quick, when he eats it and the and with the wingsuit, that was great. And the stalling of the car, that makes sense, because he was, he just built that engine. He, so he was field testing it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a heroic moment. <laughs> he stalls the car. I, just... I know. That was awesome. That's more, more evidence that he's just a beginning Batman and he needs to change to be a better Batman. And Bruce Wayne. So, so honorable mention in the question. Um, only Gators oh. talked about how, like I, it goes back into the mythology thing. How they made, um, like his father not perfect this time around, and apparently his, his mom was nuts. Um, so, a couple questions out of that. Yeah, his, his that mom makes being sense. crazy. Um, Martha. Martha. Uh, was. Like was was there any implication there that maybe he was a little crazy because like runs in the family? Um, yes, which I think there <laughs> he's, was. He's Batman. Uh, yes. Would this would be the first not time like certifiable? Yeah, no, yeah, not but, like certifiable. But I mean, it doesn't take. It's not a normal human that after his parents go through a terrible, terrible loss like that, that he puts on a suit to just take out every criminal. Right. Well, my, what I'm saying is, is that. I mean, yes, he's obviously disturbed, but what I'm saying is, is like, this is the first time they've ever explained it by saying it like, like might be hereditary. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it from that. Okay. I mean, I still think it's the number one is the trauma that he experienced yeah. with his parents being murdered. Yeah. The the, the other thing is they say she was an Arkham, and that the, the really goes on about how the Arkhams found the city. I always thought Arkham was just like the name of a place. Like I, <laughs> I never. Is it, do you, either of you know are there actually like people named Arkham running around? 
I don't know about running around, but I knew there was, yeah, it was founded by somebody named Arkham. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, but... There's the whole Court of Owls stuff, too, which all these old rich families who run Gotham. I don't... Arkham may be one of them. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Okay. Not not important to the movie, but... um, Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard of, like, the Arkhams, like, being, like, some, some figure in the history of Gotham, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other honorable mentions? Nope. Right. I, I will say that it's get these comic book movies are getting a little too dark. These guys here, like I thought, every time it gets darker, not as far as just like light settings, but just it's a pretty rough Batman. And I know he that's his character, but I don't know mm-hmm. having him dance the bad tango or whatever. It's for the two scenes. No, that's not that. That's not this Batman. I know, I'm just saying, like, the, the, maybe there's a middle ground between the two. <laughs> well, yeah, we got... Very little levity. We already got the, uh, whatchamacallit, Keaton Batmans. There you go. You want to get nuts? Yeah, Come pretty, on. pretty much the only humor in the entire movie was, like, him saying she had a lot of cats. And when they leave the Joker by himself. Well, not the Joker, the Penguin by himself. Those were, like, yeah. the only two moments of levity in, like, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Right, where in like at least the Nolan ones, there's Alfred makes a few jokes like, "Yeah, take the Lamborghini then or whatever," you know. Or and Lucius the, will say something like, "And yes, it comes in black." Right. So, all right. Uh, with that, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, what would you give the Batman? Uh, give us a five. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. It, it it was too long. Um, I, I, I again, I, I really loved getting to see him be the detective, um, but uh, yeah, it just just didn't grab me as as much as like the first couple of Nolans. So, uh, which is no fault really of of I think like Rob Pattinson or, or even the the story here, but uh, that's that's what it is. So a five for me. Okay. Alex, I'm also going to give this a strong five. Might be a six the more I watch it, but I really liked it. Uh, the length actually didn't bother me with the three hour. It d- does seem daunting, but for me, the movie was paced pretty well, so much so that it, you know I did need an intermission. But after that, um, yeah, smooth sailing, pretty much. I hardly ever felt it. Felt the three hours, so five for me. All right, uh, five for me as well. Um, that would be a lower five for me, but still a five. I, I gotta say, I liked it. Um, and yeah, time may tell if I watch it more. I'm sure I'll watch it on HBO over the next couple weeks, and then we'll see where it goes. But for now, five. Alright, cool. with that, it's time for a crossover topic, which is what, Scott? <laughs> Top five weirdos with glasses. Yeah. Uh, so I do, I do not know who classifies as a weirdo, so my list is gonna be... That's 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 fine. Um, I think we can, Jeff. As much as you didn't like uh, Paul Dano, I think we can all agree that he was a weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he comes off as a weirdo, uh, whether whether it was too much or not. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll just jump in here. Uh, so my number five, uh, I'm gonna start with The Simpsons, um, and I Millhouse. Yes, Millhouse. I, I was debating with myself. Nobody likes Millhouse. <laughs> between Millhouse or Flanders. 
And I think Flanders is too much of a straight man. Uh, yeah. For He's Charlie Church. To, to, for him to be like a weirdo necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I landed on Millhouse. Oh, I was uh, only kidding. <laughs> just uh, like. Nice. <laughs> just most, pretty most, Millhouse. It's mo- mostly how like Millhouse is just always like. He, he never gets it. Like whatever it is that's going on. Um, um, but why did no. I have the bull part? Why did why I have, did the, I have bull? the bull? Uh, yeah, I just never, never gonna be one of the cool kids. Uh, so uh, poor Millhouse. Yeah, Millhouse likes you. Oh please, Millhouse likes Vaseline on toast. <laughs> Alex, ever my number five is Lewis from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, now, you can make an argument for a couple of the other nerds that were part of the frat, but uh, none of the other ones sexually assault uh, a young college girl. <laughs> he definitely, house. I mean, yeah, he definitely was the rapiest one. So, uh, yep, yeah. so there it is, Lewis. Okay. Um. <laughs> My number five weirdo with glasses is Napoleon Dynamite. That's oh, I'll allow it. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I didn't even think of that guy. He's great. Not and when I say yeah, I'll allow I it, like that I'm, movie, but I'm, I'm not saying it, it totally fits the list. I'm just saying like I don't like that movie. So. Yeah, neither do I. But he's a weirdo <laughs> with glasses, so he's on my list. All right, Scott. Absolutely. Number five. Uh, four. Number four is Austin Powers. Uh, oh damn it! Yeah. Definitely a weirdo, um, a man out of time. But even in his own time, he would still be weird. Uh, he's got the whole, the the chest hair, the teeth, uh, just uh, his mannerisms, the way he dresses. Anyways, awesome powers. Machine gun jumblies. How did I not notice those? Maybe next time you should try a little thing called foreplay. <laughs> Alex, number four. My number four is from a video game. And this would be Otacon from Metal Gear Solid. Okay. You wouldn't classify him as a weirdo? He's a dweeb. Was it... What's the... Was it his sister that, like, pees? No, that's him. He pees... That's right. He pees in the locker, but she pees... Like when you're carrying her, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Scott damn it, Kojima. <laughs> He's got a diarrhea pee thing going. Kind of like how... Uh, What's-his-face has a foot thing. Tar- Tarantino? Yeah, Tarantino. He's got to be in every one of his yeah. fucking games. He does He does pee himself. That is true. Uh, going back to Otacon. Yeah. Well, there's a cyborg ninja that's invisible that's passable but he's weird with the conversations that you have with him he's a weirdo alright well my number four I'm kind of stretching the weirdo thing here but I wanted a video game and so I'm going with Gordon Freeman from Half-Life I mean I he's he... weird enough that he's running around with a crowbar fighting interdimensional <laughs> he didn't say a damn thing yeah I think he qualifies yeah. just mute the whole time yeah that's weird with the that yeah, Trying to look like Charlie like Sheen from, from, from the Arrival. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Those aliens with no heads and the, the squids on them going, throwing them at you. Oh yeah, and the crab just whacks them away with the crowbar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Gordon Freeman, number four. Scott, number three. Uh, number three is Dwight from The Office. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, what, what, what can be said about Dwight? Uh, mm-hmm. just kind of a kind of a sociopath. <laughs> Beat farmer. But turns out not to be like the worst guy in the world as, as the show goes on. Uh, but yeah. is is very very gullible. So yeah, Dwight. Dwight Schrute. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is from a TV show. Stephen Urkel from Family Matters. Okay. Nice. It's a good pull. Need I say more? You gotta say the oh, line, Alex. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Alright. Uh, my number three is kind of a combo here. And that would be George Costanza slash Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> George is based off of him, uh, and then yeah. he does his own show. And Damn it. Yeah. He's definitely a weirdo. Yeah, that's good. They're both creeps, yeah. Yeah, so George Costanza slash Larry David. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. Number two is Garth Algar. Oh, shit. Nice. Uh, Honorable mention. Yeah, def- definitely a weirdo, but definitely the most lovable weirdo on this list. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, makes you feel kind of funny, like when he used to climb the roof in gym class. <laughs> Oh, who's trying to give me, kill you, Mr. Donut Man? I don't know, but he better not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alex, number two. Sorry for yawning. My number two is another one from The Simpsons. And this would be Professor Frank. <laughs> hey. Good blaming. <laughs> when we get out of here, believe me, those monkeys are going to it's pay. All right. Well, my number two is shit. I wanted to say Jared Fogle, not him, but he is a weirdo with glasses. But we don't talk about him. Um, that's the Subway sponsor guy that was Oof. Yes, I know. But Fogle, uh, McLovin from Oh damn, yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, whatever that show is called, a good, a good-hearted, Super good-hearted bad. weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have the steady hand or the skills to pull off <laughs> such a maneuver. So ha. Yeah, this name something's Fogel in that, right? They call yeah. him Fogel. Well, they call him okay. Faggle because <laughs> they're teenage kids and they're assholes. McLovin's bailing. Yeah. All right, that's my number two. So Scott, what's your number one? Uh, number one is Milton from Office Space. Just the oh shit! Textbook that's a good one. weirdo with glasses. Uh, it's constantly shit on <laughs> for the entire movie, uh, but he but he gets the um, the Susan B. Anthony at the end, right? The <laughs> for yeah. going by uh, <laughs> yeah. thirteen. Yeah. It, yeah. Big Grand Theft Auto. I would tell that big no salt. No salt. <laughs> Burn the place at the ground. <laughs> Stephen Root. We talk about uh, Colin Farrell disappearing into the Penguin. Stephen Root becoming Milton. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is Tot from Raiders of the Lost oh, Ark. Oh damn, that's a good one. That motherfucker. Is it tot or tote? 
I never remember. Eh, tater tot. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he's got a weird ass uh, <laughs> coat hanger. <laughs> and he's a creep, and he's got the medallion on his hand, and now his face is melted. There it is. There it is. To be fair, he was he was very he was very much weird before his face melted. Oh yeah. Alright, and my number one is Egon from Ghostbusters. Oh nice. Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Um yeah. Do <laughs> Hooray. That might be the best joke right. of Ghostbusters too. Do um, yeah. Ray, Egon. <laughs> All right, and that's it. Uh, I had some auto mentions, but I like Walter White. He's not really that big of a weirdo. Um, I had the Joker just because of the scene in the end of the first, the Michael Keaton Batman. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on, would you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pancake syrup guy from Die Hard Three. Oh, yeah. Pancake syrup, and then squints from sand. Sand is toast. That kid was brilliant. Mm, Wendy (laughs) Peppercorn. All right, and with that, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Well, there's a giant event. I know. I'm sure you guys heard of it. But it was a, a dream wedding with Dunstan Johnson and Paulina Gretzky. They are a family unit now. Who? That's new. Haven't they been married for a while? Who nope, Paulina but they got, Gretzky? They got two kids. Dustin Dunstan Johnson. He's a golfer. Okay. It's Dustin. Is it Dunstan? It should be Dustin, no? <laughs> Paulina. Yes, it's Dustin Johnson. <laughs> That's what I said. Dunst- they've been together Dunstan for a long Johnson. time. Dustin Diamond. I did. Dunstan Diamond. Oh, yeah, this is Wayne Gretzky's oldest daughter, and uh, yeah. But yeah, apparently. like I said, they've been together for a long ass time. I yeah. just assumed they were married. They finally just tied the knot. She's uh, she's pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. Wearing a very non-traditional wedding dress. But I, I mean, they, those they hockey jeans. so it doesn't have to be white, I guess. Yeah. Well, her mom was in, uh, which is uh, Police Academy Five, maybe. Janet Gretzky, Janet Jones, I think was That's her right, name. Yeah. Her maiden name. Hmm. She's in one of one of those uh, movies. Which, anyway, which time for DM news. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. It was yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have a lot for today. Uh, I think we'll, we'll hold off on more Moon Knight talk until we've got another couple episodes under our belt, I think. Uh, well, but another couple episodes and the series is over. Well, I, I, I think you're right. I think, well, I think it'll be the recap by the time we do the next one. Yeah, that's, that's a good yeah. point, Alex. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll hold off on that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, other than that, I I think I'm good. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yes. Tonight, I just started watching The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Right. And it's pretty good. What What is the premise for that? Because I cannot tell by the... 
Not that I've looked that hard at it, but uh... okay. Well, I think it's in its second season now, but we you know we're starting by the first season. It's the first time I've seen it, and uh, it's the first episode, so it's not really spoiling anything. But uh, what's her face from Big Bang Theory? Uh, her name escapes me at the moment. She's Kaylee a flight attendant. Cuoco. Yeah, Kaylee Cuomo or whatever. Cuoco. She uh, is a flight attendant. She hooks up with this very handsome guy and everything, and then she wakes up in the hotel room and it's throat is slit and there's blood everywhere so there's this murder mystery type of thing and yeah from there you get to meet like other characters and you know the fbi her lawyer uh, her other flight attendant friends and it's it's great for such a dark it, it's really it's dark in ages but it's very light-hearted also yeah uh, there's a lot of humor uh so it's it's yeah pretty funny but it's also like very uh, engaging as a murder mystery type of thing so, I like it. So she, uh, to her credit, um, she was the voice of uh, Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn animated series, and I think she has a producing credit. So um, oh, yeah. I don't know how much that like is her like outside of her doing the acting, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's really funny on that too. So yeah, so I recommend the flight attendant. All right, anything else, Alex? Mm. Oh, I'm almost done with The Witcher 2, the video game. Witcher. Hey, hey, Witcher. Uh, I've been playing it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I can't wait to get to The Witcher 3, but right now The Witcher 2 is still a solid game. So if it's on sale, pick it up. So yeah, I've yet to play any of those. I don't know if I'll ever pick them up. Uh, Uh, The first one is... Well, I mean, I I know I own like at least two of them. I just never played them yet. The first one is the one that's really different because that's more of like a isometric top-down type of RPG where it's like a click and then he goes and attacks and everything. Uh, so that one's like the outlier. The rest of them are third-person, you know, adventure hack-and-slash games. But it's pretty in-depth. And uh, it's one of those where, um, you know, it's it's a fantasy realm and everything, but in the combat, it's it's pretty it's a little bit nuanced as far as you want to take it and a couple sword slashes especially in the beginning and you're like kind of done i mean there is a point where you get like uber leveled especially late game but for even like when you're mid-level you have to kind of watch what you're doing or else you're gonna get wrecked like pretty quick so i like that part of it okay yeah a lot of boobies too (laughs) oh i knew about that (laughs) Because, yeah, I started, it's one that I started working way back when uh, we were still in the office. And I used to play video games during my lunch hour. That was, you know, not frowned upon. Uh, so I started, you know, just doing the tutorial level and everything. And my buddy's like, hey, you really shouldn't play that at work. It's like, well, we played other, you know, M-rated games. He's like, yeah, not that one. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> and now I, I can see why. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. Alright, uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Uh, not really. I continue to watch Winning Time on HBO with the Lakers. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm behind on Moon Knight. I'll catch up with that this week. And I Moon think Knight. That, I think that is it. I know we got some movies, shows coming up soon. There's, uh, Stranger Things is coming out, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't know if we talked about the new uh, Marvel trailer, Scott. You didn't talk about... Uh... Oh, yeah, Love and Thunder. 
We talked about it last yeah. week. Oh, we did? I, I, I talked about the teaser, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, then never mind. But yeah, if you haven't seen the teaser for, for <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, no, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, not that. Not much. I was busy this week. After doing a episode on um, Battle Shock, I went to wine country that night last weekend. So, did you drink wine? I did, <laughs> but we didn't go all the way to Napa. We just did the Central Coast. No, you didn't drink the Spit Bucket, did you? No. Won't do that. But yeah, that's where we're at. Where they filmed Sideways, we actually went to the restaurant that they did in Sideways and all that stuff. But I've only seen that movie once. I really don't remember it, other than you just see Sideways merch everywhere. Oh, okay. But apparently Los Olivos, that's where everybody lives. Oprah lives there. That's where Neverland, Neverland Ranch is. Ooh. So, there you go. Gross. That's it. All right. Anything else? Not. Sounds like we're good. All right. Yeah. Th- thanks for listening, everybody. Vengeance. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.